good morning once again today we're doing two episodes two personal episodes me and precious hi pole hi Mo- almost like morphe yeah yeah uh, i be pole is a cheat she's <laughs> been moving between me and morphe i shouldn't even be upset at this point i'm not going to be upset positivity no, like... guys joy comes in the morning yes shut out the hose <laughs> <laughs> Shut I love, up. I love you course. both. I love you both. Okay. All right. Yeah. As you should. So on this segment, we're going to share personal experiences with rape and molestation. Molestation. Yeah. So in between us, I'll share my own experience. You'll share own experience. I don't know. And how it actually has affected in a way a whole lot of our current relationships with family and personal intimate relationships. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to be so open because I feel mm-hmm. like it's good to be open. I wish there were people more open mm-hmm. because I feel like hearing from someone else helps you rather mm-hmm. than just assuming that, yeah. Yeah, this is how things are. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you start. Okay, so I personally got raped in my older age. It wasn't the thing. It wasn't, it was someone that I was actively having sex with. And it was something that happened. It's even shameful to speak about. Like it being, I don't know if it's self-shame or shame with the situation or shame that I, so many struggles. It's a lot like, if you guys hear me bubbling, it's the inner inner struggles of just speaking about this. So that person actually raped me when we're having sex. I will not share the details of how it happened right now like that but i was ripped and most of the times i feel like on my own i would have battled with it and would have been okay it's the response that i have it's the inner part versus the world that i have a thing with it seems like in the world it's fine for a woman to get ripped it's okay it's something mm-hmm. that we deal with every single day so it's fine even if you speak about it it doesn't carry any weight mm-hmm. It's the norm. My ex told me when I opened up to him, one of my ex who were friends, he told me, it's like, a man who you sleep with can't rape you. That's what he believes. So long you've given him that space to come into your body, he can't rape you. But on a personal level, it fucked me up. It messed me up. It doesn't matter at what age or how people expect me to behave. It messed me up. It's messed me up even in my sexual experiences. I'm just going to be this blunt with people. Like, even me, initially, I couldn't even sleep with a man on the same bed. I don't enjoy sex. I don't even know why I would even engage in that. It's just something that has really just, it's been a mess. Mm-hmm. Pulling. All right. So I was molested at the age of nine uh, by a waker at home. And it like continued like romance on and stuff. And this person would take advantage of me all the time. And my mother didn't know because, hey, she was like every other mother out there trying to um, make sure that her kids' needs were provided for and she was busy with her businesses. And then she, like, our parents never really 
um, paid much attention to sexual abuse at that point. So here I was being taken advantage of. Not only was I being molested, but I was being told I was ugly at the same time and my younger sisters and my cousins were more prettier than me. So it not only hit me once, but it like really broke me down. So like there was so much I was going through. And not only that, there were episodes when my uncles, my mom's cousins, brothers tried to take advantage of me. Like they tried to rape me. They tried to finger me at an early age and all those things. And I didn't really know what was going on. I never understood what the hell is going on. Like I was, it was like something normal at this point. I was like, maybe this is how adults like behave. Maybe this is how things are supposed to be done. And then, yeah, mom was my best friend, but I couldn't open up on certain issues because it was just so hard for me to do. Then, as I grew up, I think I was around 16, yeah, 16, my mom had died by then, and um, I visited a friend of mine, like I used, always used to visit this friend of mine, so I didn't know, but she agreed with the brother, I don't know what agreement they made with the brother, and... I just found myself alone and she was like, I'm coming. Then the brother entered her room and raped me. So that in a way broke me down so much, but I still had hope to actually just be okay at some point. Did you speak to someone at that point? No, I didn't. I didn't. Then A year down the line again, I was raped by my mom's brother. That was after my mom's death. And everyone said I slept with this man. And they never looked at me being raped. All they said was, yeah, she slept with the uncle. Wow. And I was like, I was so broken. I'm able to talk about it now. It's because I've, in a way, healed from it. But... Everything that has happened to me has affected the way I interact with the opposite sex. Because it took a whole long time for me to actually be able to enjoy sex. I remember when I had my first actual like sex encounter, I was like about like 19. And this was with um, the father to my kids. And I never wanted to have sex with him. I never wanted to have sex with him. But because I was I was broken from my mom's death and everything that was happening in my family and I had no one to actually open up to, I had sex with him. And it wasn't really consented sex. He, in a way, forced himself on me. Like, literally, he took advantage of the whole situation. But... I was like, this has happened to me a whole lot of times. Maybe this is normal. You get. Then 
I never enjoyed the sex. Never. I had two kids and I never liked the sex. I would pretend to like it. I would pretend to have a connection with this man. But I never did. Till one day I just walked out. And I felt liberated. But at the same time, I was shattered. Because I was like, I'm not going to ever get into a relationship with a man. You know, you get like, no man is actually going to think I'm worthy or anything like that. Then I carried on, carried on with my life. I didn't know where to pick it up from. And after the breakup, I tried other relationships and shit. But every time I did, I felt unworthy because I was felt dirty about myself every time. Every single time. How have you been dealing with everything? Okay, on your part, first of all, it's, it's sad. First of all, I would want to comment on the first one. And as parents, upcoming parents, as parents, parents, and what you call it, the issue is create an environment. Personally, from my personal experience, I want to create an environment. I'm going to create an environment where my child uh-huh. can talk to me about certain yeah. things. Uh-huh. Because at this point where a child can't talk to you about certain things, you ask yourself, why? Exactly. That's what you need to ask. Uh-huh. Why can't your child come to uh-huh. you and say, no, uh-huh. you need to create as no tradition anymore. That's a lie. That's rubbish. Uh-huh. We're human beings with experiences. Uh-huh. Fuck tradition. Fuck what you think. Uh-huh. Just build your child as an individual, knowing that you had to go through life personally. It's been you and life per- on a personal level. Uh-huh. So don't tell me you're going to bring tradition when this is a child that you bore, that uh-huh. you went through labor to give birth to, and you know the struggles. Don't bring identity. If you are my tradition, if you are my shani, no. Talk to that person as an individual with you having full knowledge of life. Exactly, because this is what I. I've started doing with my boys. I have two boys. Yes, I have male children, but I talk to them. I literally have created an atmosphere where they can talk to me. I want them to be my friends' friends, not friends in with any restrictions. No. I because even with my younger ones, I remember when my younger sister had her boyfriend, like she, there's this Kamagai one day, and she's like, There's a Kamagai that likes me. Can I go? Can I go ahead with it? And I was like, sure. Mm. Just keep yourself safe. And you know, like, where my sisters, we literally talk about anything. Mm. Sexual health, um, their whole mental psychology and everything. Like, everything, everything, everything. We talk about it. Even with my younger brother, who's like 20 this year. We talk about his sexual health and shit. That's just the person that I have become with everyone around me, mm. I want to make sure that they're able to just open up when they are threatened or things are not okay with them. I don't want to be this parent my mother was. Okay, very true. I think that is true. And, you know, sometimes you might blame them, but in their own thing, they're actually also trying, you know. I try yeah. not to fought so much, but you can uh-huh. fought sometimes. Uh-huh. 
and with your friend it's sad that you had to go through this men one advice i would give to men is simply because you are at the position of power doesn't mean that you should you know we don't know i don't know how things work because i feel like the person who touched me i wish there was a grenade that just bombed on him like that but it doesn't work like that there's it doesn't but you don't know the impact that that thing that you feel like because you can affect your friend you know life is a bitch we struggle with it just don't make it harder for your friends we've been taught to value sex me i feel like at a certain point let me just be real i used to value it and i would see it as this sacred thing Mm -hmm. but from that point that that happened the value of it or even the value of self was just like what is it 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 was something that's nice and something that you want to do but these days like you're having sex for the sake of sex not because i'm enjoying it not because we have this strong connection because oh apparently it's a need Mm. you know it's lost as value or is that cassette where you're like oh you know that Mm -hmm. thing it's just like a body physical thing Mm. It doesn't make sense anymore. And I feel like there is a reason why they say sex is sacred. And for me, I'm not a Christian, but there's certain things where I should say right is right and wrong is wrong. I feel like there's a reason why they say sex is sacred. That is energy. And something that's taken away from you like that, it is just put you off. And with you, and I had a comment on your thing where you talked about your baby daddy and having sex. You know, sometimes when you get traumatized, when you're traumatized, you don't act right because you think, okay, maybe for you have a fifine, but inwardly, yes, you're battling with yourself. But mm-hmm. you think, okay, maybe off a chaba and I'm supposed to adapt to this mm-hmm. because it's it's messed up. My personal experience, if any, where I just don't see the value in it, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that one day I get to that point and I'm working through, but I've also come to the realization that working on something would not mean that the next day everything will be sorted mm-hmm. it's a step-by-step situation mm-hmm. and you have to be patient with yourself mm-hmm. you really have to even building more building things it takes time and mm-hmm. the process is a beautiful process because you learn every part of the way my own struggle finish where it's I think even with my body, I'm more on the covering up. I think recently is when I said like exposing, but I was, I think I was more on the covering up and I didn't uh, even notice that uh-huh, I was covering uh-huh. up in a way. I, I stopped bathing guys. My hair was a freaking mess. Like I'll just be like, I don't freaking care. It uh-huh. robs you of a lot. Uh-huh. It robs you of a lot. And the fact that society creates an environment where you can't talk about it is it a taboo to talk about it because these are things who are we living for who are we trying to please if not ourselves uh-huh. who are these unknown gods that we try to please by not talking about certain things and playing as if everything is normal who the fuck are we playing for because when you sit at one or one when winning it's you and your thoughts and i i like to think that also, people on different levels also struggle with that. Mm-hmm. So let's not be hypocritical about life and just face situations head on and fight them. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that should be our first priority is just getting our mental statuses right. Exactly. Because I remember when growing up, because I couldn't talk to anyone, I had a very unhealthy relationship with food. I became an emotional eater. So in that way, I gained a whole lot of weight. 
I loved sugar because I would actually be on that sugar high all the time, like sugar rush and everything. Mm-hmm. And I would be alone most of the times. Then because of everything I went through, I became, I started watching pornography at an early age. And I started masturbation at an early age and I got hooked on that. I never liked um, relationships with the opposite sex. I would always just want to be a self-pleaser. Self-pleasure for me was okay. Like I would try to, like I would try to actually feel that come high, like every time mm-hmm. on my own. And when I'm with this man, it would feel like total trash. Then. I've just never really, really, at that point, I never really knew how to just work around myself because everything even affected um, my concentration in school, my confidence overall in anything and in everything around me, my relationship with my dad, because he didn't really know what was going on with me he believed I was just being unruly and here I was struggling to just come to terms with everything that I was going through and for him you know she's just trying to be stupid but Um, let me Mm-hmm. When you said that, when you said that thing for your uncle that happened, mm-hmm. like, you know, where people perceived you, you know, I felt bad at a certain point because I felt like I've been that person who said people gonna, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in the actual sense, we don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad because I felt like I've been there. Mm-hmm. Who's judgy? Mm-hmm. Who's what? Who thinks this and this? Mm-hmm. But because we've created an environment where people can talk about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually at some point, like I got so depressed. Mom's death, my molestation, the rape, everything, like it just broke me so bad. I couldn't handle anything. Plus my dad bringing in another woman and shit and everything like that. Things were not really okay. I... At some point, decided to go on a trip with baby daddy. Then things skyrocketed. Um, I was supposed to go to my uncle's place. Then my uncle didn't come to pick me up that night. So I ended up sleeping over at baby daddy's house. Like the time that he was in Livingston. Then everything changed on me. And it was said I had eloped with my boyfriend. So then now family rejected me or I was disowned by my dad. Yeah, that's a story for another day. We're going to talk about it for like the other, some other podcast. So, so much happened that it just affected how I just look at the opposite sex. It's, I'm still a work in progress. Because it's so rough. It's so tough. The memories cannot be erased. I cannot really forget about how I felt then, even now. 
the only thing I can do is just accept it and try and move on. But it's rough. It's hard. Because in a way, it has affected how I interact with the opposite sex. Even when someone genuinely cares about me, I feel they don't. And at times, I end up getting... um, I end up getting um, attached to people that are totally not right for me. Like this relationship I tried out with like this younger guy. Like basically I knew this motherfucker was just there to like play with my emotions and shit. But I was there. Because you don't see yourself. Exactly. You would settle for Mm -hmm. almost anything. Yeah. And you feel like maybe this is what you deserve. Mm -hmm. And this is how your life is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And you have this victim mentality which Mm -hmm. you develop. Mm -hmm. So you just accept almost everything. And people do notice a broken person. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can't hide. Your vibrations are so off. Mm -hmm. I think you're telling me like sometimes I try to the hand but I, I break. I don't even notice that, but I'm sure if you would notice that people would notice, and sometimes men who are pivots will Mm, notice and they'll prey on that. Uh So it's that, it's Uh just that, the part that you, yeah, you're traumatized. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, it's just been a lot. Like it's been one hell of a journey. But yeah, we. We're healing every mm. single day. Mm, sure. And I have decided to talk more about what I have gone through with other people, fellow women, girls, and all, especially parents, because I need them to know that you need to have a closer relationship with your children. You need to listen more to your children then you do listen to other people because your child would never really want to say something or do anything that is going to hurt you. No. We as children always want to make our parents proud. If there's a time that we make you unproud, not only will it hurt you, but it hurts us even more. So me talking about this is basically... Wanting other people, especially parents, to get more intertwined in their children's lives. Create bonds, you know. Listen to your children. Stop being judgmental. I think just carry on the the issue to say like I said earlier, it's not about tradition. It's about we're individuals uh-huh. to demand to you know we pass we're passing through the same things that basically you guys also pass through and our kids are also going to have maybe similar struggles maybe if not more uh-huh. we don't know but carry on that part and have that relation but i think a person who truly doesn't know themselves even through life, it's difficult for them to even relate to other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. You have gone through your journey and you sought out the truth and you mm-hmm. sought out healing. Mm-hmm. It's different from a person who just doesn't 
take up that step of healing. Mm-hmm. They just think, ah, ni life if you Oh, let's go shasana. Mm-hmm. You know, you're being paranoid. You're being one. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's that part where we also need tough love, where we can't dwell on our pain and continue with the victim mentality mm-hmm. because basically it's not helping us. But it's important to sit down and just talk. The one thing that I didn't like for my own struggle is I opened up on my status. I think I broke down basically to my people. And I didn't like the fact that my people, in as much as they read my status, they didn't talk to me about it. You mm. know, they didn't sit me down. I wish they had and told me, be this and this. I'm your child. You know, you gave birth to me. And as much as blah, blah, blah. But I'm still that person who, kunganda ni kunganda. You know, so I need that thing where we talk. Let's create environments where we're able to talk about things. And even for men who are fathers, for your girl children, there's nothing wrong with you having an open relationship with your girl child. Mm. Teach them right from wrong. Create that environment where they're able to come to you and tell you this and this and Mm. this. Even male children, I remember there was a point a certain man told me, no, don't share it. Mm. But he told me he got molested as a child. Mm. And that thing, it made him a sexual prey. But, you know, trauma being passed on to the other person is not healing. Mm. You know, and then the other day I was speaking to a certain friend of mine who's who's white yeah then he was telling me what was it he he was like ah oh, i have fantasies about my mom trying to go i was like okay i is it a white thing to be pervy or what what so i asked him like i went deep down because i know these things where you're trying to be a pervert it's not really Shanuka. it's just trauma you're hiding mm-hmm. behind trauma so i asked him what experience did you have as a child mm-hmm. did you witness your mom having sex then he tells me yes and somehow he got the thing of the concept of sex and he put it in his mom. Mm-hmm. That was his form of sexual identification. Mm-hmm. And for men, we need to understand that they're sexual beings. And even him seeing such things like constantly, I'll do that. So he basically built that image of his mom. And now he's failing to struggle to balance as an adult. Mm-hmm. And now he's taking it out when other people like trying to prevent it's like no it's not right and you owe it to yourself mm-hmm. that's one thing i told him you owe it to yourself to heal but also recognize that what you went through was wrong but now that you've recognized that now the adult part comes and say okay what do i do let me heal at least let me acknowledge that this is wrong and let me work on myself because these characters that i'm trying they're not things that i want the things that have been pushed on me but i can still work through after that he even said thank you was like ah thanks for having this talk with me mm-hmm. then i told him i'm going to stop talking to you right now because basically i've done the inner work and you can just keep on triggering me mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. so me on my part working i feel like i've done a lot of work mm-hmm. i'm proud of myself like every step of the way i've seen myself grow mm-hmm. quite one i feel like as if i'm a baby i've seen myself turning to bath i've seen myself reminding myself to brush my teeth mm-hmm. i've seen myself doing my hair mm-hmm. i've seen myself my skin is getting better i wish the progress was faster but i am proud but of myself and in as much as people say don't talk about it talk about it Find people that you can talk to about it. It affects you. That's actually the first step in healing. Mm. You talking about it with the right people. Look, the more that you keep quiet about it, the more that you actually keep relieving the shit. It's like you've been put in a dark room. You're afraid of the dark and you're put in the dark room. And your thought of the dark is, hey, there are monsters in here. So every single day you're being locked up in that room and 
your body goes into a shock every time because this is not a place that you want to be in and you're constantly in this place. So all you can do is just open up the door and run away from that. So you talking about it is like you opening the door and coming out of that dark room. So why not do that? Why just not be free about it? People always label you. People always talk about you. But why don't you let people talk about you in a bad way? But at the same time, you know that you're actually getting healing. So what I mean is you're not opening up to shitty people. No. you opening up to people that you know that you can get help from. So at times, we can't get help from the closest members in our families. Talk to someone neutral. You know, a counselor, a therapist, whoever, just someone that you've been able to open up about it will actually make a whole lot of a difference. So it's very important that you just open up to someone. So important. Yeah. And it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. It's okay not to be okay. There's that part where you're okay and you feel like it's not okay. You start battling with yourself. Guys, mm-hmm. you feel like you're going mad. Mm-hmm. And I've been there, and for me, I would say the the channel it was just a series of things like powered up things, and they just you can have a mental breakdown. So find someone that you can talk to, and if you listen to this and you can relate in any way, I hope it helps because mm-hmm. I feel like even having someone who can just you can talk the same like code like where you relate at a certain point, it's nice, and then build up confidence slowly. Take it easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust the process. Don't be too hard on yourself. Just hard. I said hard. <laughs> I know when I said that. Don't be too hard on yourself. Trust the process. Go with it. There's beauty in healing. Uh-huh. There's beauty in finding yourself again. Uh-huh. There's beauty in so many things. Uh-huh. Even the hard days, the crying days. Allow yourself to cry. You're uh-huh. going to get there. And for me, basically, I'm getting there. I'm healing. I'm I'm struggling with school a bit because it's... Oh, Anytime it's but uh-huh. I see myself in a better place, and then also the healing. You need to see yourself at a different stage, also. Like you need to be able to visualize you in a better vision, uh-huh. and that way it will come. Yeah. Don't always have that victim mentality because you forever be the victim. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Polly, it's not that you had to go through what you had to go through, and it's not that you didn't have anyone. But now that you have gone through life like this, I hope that. Obviously, basically, since you've done the inner work, even people who come to you, you'll be able to share and you just be different as a channel because we have to set new standards for ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is the earth that we're living on. This is the life that we're living on. And we can't keep on being hypocritical. For who, guys? For who? Yeah. And the positive about talking about things, I'll tell you, um, Remember I said, like, at the start, I said I never enjoyed sex? <gasps> I can right now. So. I want to enjoy <laughs> sex as well. So, so, <laughs> so it's all about, so it's all about um, healing yourself. You need to heal. Then you attract the right people that are actually going to be happy with you along or on your journey, because no one is actually going to make you happy. You know this comment saying, "Ah no, he makes me happy." No, you make yourself happy, and the other person just compliments you. And at this point, I would say I've 
I've actually found the person that actually compliments me in a way. All right. Yeah. I don't know where this is going, but it's it's a good feeling. Like it's something nice and fulfilling in a way, B. Like it's yeah. This is me, I'm on this guy's tail. There's a guy I'm on tail, but I'm the one who's chasing. But it's nice actually chase. <laughs> because I feel like I'm getting what I want. Yeah. Like I know what you mean. Yeah, but it's anyway, whatever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> even that yes, it's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's nice. So Basically, heal your loved, your beautiful, mm-hmm. affirmed, and you're worthy of so much. Yeah, and the affirmations actually do work mm-hmm. because every every morning, this time around, I actually have um, a routine. I go in the mirror before I speak to anyone. I go in the mirror and tell myself, I am beautiful. I am loved. I am love. I will receive love. I will give love. And everything about me is love. And anyone that is attracted to me is only attracted to me because of love. No hate, no sadness. And I always affirm that I am money. And we receive money. Yeah, I love money. Yes, money, money. money. <laughs> Even me, I like the money affirmations. I love them. Guys, yeah. we'll talk about that, that later. later. Because people wants us to do a money segment minus mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. how we're struggling with money mm-hmm. so that she can, anyway, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. But thank you, Precious, for sharing this. And I hope people do listen. We have got few viewers, but I think it's even just talking is nice. Mm-hmm. So... Thanks for listening and we're getting there. If you've got any advice, especially maybe who've who've been through this, exactly how you managed, if there's certain things. Me, what I'm struggling with sometimes is even going out. Mm-hmm. Like I am not no longer I used to be an ongoing person, but I'm not going out. But we're coping with that. And thank you guys, because we can't make this too long. It'll mm-hmm. be boring. 